Welcome to the Draw.Fit Podcast, your weekly dose of fantasy footy content. G'day everyone and welcome to the Draft Doctors. I'm your host, Stevie Fears. Today's podcast, Forgiveness Please. Forgiveness Please, one of our favourites, uh, where we're talking some of the players who maybe let you down from a fantasy perspective for whatever reason in 2021. We like them to bounce back in 2022. Uh, just a little nugget. Uh, did tweet out that uh, this was going to be an exceptionally long pod with uh, lots of swearing. Uh, we lost the audio of that, so uh, it's, it, who knows? Who knows what the show will bring? I, I don't know. It's um, it's up for debate. Something that's not up for debate. We've got a special guest. You know him. You love him. He's our old host with the most, Jonathan Crockett. How are you, cunts? Nah. <laughs> G'day, boys. <laughs> G'day, boys. G'day, listeners. Good to be back. Uh, forgiveness, please. Give... I get asking for forgiveness from you guys. I've been um, been away for a few months, but yeah, sliding back into things, and hopefully you can forgive me. Never, never. <laughs> it's uh, it's all over. Quitter boy, and a man who's no stranger to horse to wormer. That's right. Cam knows I've made that joke the second time as well as the first. Cam, how you doing? Yeah, good. Uh, better than that joke, I think. But I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, I'm still really, really excited. I mean, we've got to release snippets of the audio that we do have from the other show because it was seriously... Loose? Loose. <laughs> it was fucking... Release, release the fizz cut. <laughs> <laughs> the lost files behind our Patreon for sixty nine ninety nine. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's worth it. It's worth the seventy yeah. bucks a month. <laughs> I reckon it would be. Um, yeah, and look, a lot happened. A lot happened on that show. Um, <laughs> things were said. Things were forgotten the next day. Um, there was, I think, like a five minute stretch where you just kept calling me a cunt. <laughs> Just five minutes of, Cam, you're a cunt. I'm like, whoa. If anything, that's less than normal. Um, It's true. But whilst we were recording, the Lockie Neal news dropped. And um, Mm. it really uh, impacted some of the players we'll be talking about today. Um, So we'll see how that shakes down. It it was like, yes, he's asked for a trade. Uh, Brisbane sat him down to rethink it. Uh, I don't know where we stand right now, but it sort of seems to be... It's going to be hard to turn a player away once you've sort of opened that can of worms you would have thought. Um, but Brisbane obviously don't have to trade him. Yeah, no. and I mean, we saw that with Dunkley last year, right? Dunkley trying to get to Essendon, didn't get released. There's enough probably examples of where clubs retain the player these days that that asks to leave. Yeah, yeah. So it's not a, it's not a given. Um, so we'll proceed uh, with the fact, which is uh, that he hasn't been traded yet. He's obviously trade week... Still a ways away. Um, certainly going to be fun speculation for all the journos out there. We're not journos. We actually deal in facts. Um, so we'll, we'll just wait and see how that shakes out. Um, but yeah, on to forgiveness, please. Forgiveness, please. It's um, yeah. Let's let's bring some good vibes. Good vibes, Cam. Good vibes. Yeah. Who, who are you forgiven, Cam? Um, my I'm going with a theme for my players and. The theme, of course, is osteoitis pubis. Mm. So just players 
with an issue in their groin, you might say. And the first pick is Elliot Yo. Feels like a bit of low-hanging fruit, if I'm honest, boys, because uh, it's one of those guys who a couple of years ago you could have banked on him being you know, close to a primo, and he would have been probably pretty close to your top 15 mids um, in rankings. But then he's kind of dropped off the radar, and then after this year, suffering osteoitis pubis in the preseason, it meant that he only managed the 12 games uh, and limited game time thereafter. The main reason I forgive him, I guess, is that even in the smaller amount of games that he played, he managed to notch the three times in AFL Fantasy and five in Supercoach, which is really impressive coming off the fact uh, off an osteoitis pubis injury, which generally takes you know twelve months to get over and surgery. So it's a he's done pretty well to come back from it and still be okay. And in that time as well, he actually was ranked third in the league for centre clearances per game, 14th for contested possessions and uh, 10th for inside 50s per game. All really good stats for someone who's basically running around with, um, you know, a a bad groin. He's going to be 28 next year. And if he gets a good preseason, I think there's like a really good, um, I think, indication that he can go above 100 from an average, probably in both formats, especially with, you know, an ageing Luke Shuey, uh, Tim Kelly, who doesn't tackle, uh, you know, all, all those sorts of, you know, lack of midfield depth that the Eagles have at the moment. You said we would have had Elliot Yeo as a top 15 midfielder. <clears throat> In what world would we have Elliot Yeo as a top 15 midfielder? I never would have. I reckon I reckon if I go back and check our rankings from three years ago, you'll have him in there as a top 15. Is that, is that when he still had defensive status, or was he pure mid? No, mid. It would have been mm, before Kelly so. got there, the year before Kelly got there. Cor- correct. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, his best is good. Low floor. I think the floor will come up, and I think that's what will make him good next year. I mean, super catch-wise, yes, because he's always getting that hit out from Nick Nat, that's like his main guy go-to, so he's going to get that clearance and kick, you would assume. Um, I like him, but is he going to be worth the price? Like, is he going to be overhyped next year, coming back? That's going to be the question, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, uh, Jono, I think last time, when we recorded this first time, uh, I think you might have mentioned something around salary cap hype, because he'll come in a bit unders as well, uh, in there as well. So, could be a bit of attention anyway. Yeah, will, will he be that much unders? I don't think people will see him as one of those guys who's going to finish in the top 10. And, and mm. traditionally, unless you're getting a massive discount, you're not looked at. I mean, I like a, him. The, the question is where, a, where you're going to rank him. I think it's a big discount Yeah, from a cash-gen perspective in that form. I think he'll be good cash-gen and then good upgrade. Yeah. Move him on later on, but that's about it. But who knows, with an ageing defence, they might throw him, throw him back into his old role in the half-back line. No, oh, they got some good young nah. defenders. No. Rotham and oh, yeah. Foley and Sp- that, I suppose. <clears throat> yeah, no, I don't mind that. Like that, it's all about the preseason, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, that's yep. an easy one. Uh, Jono, who you got? Uh, first one I'm getting out uh, asking for forgiveness is our favourite ranger, and that is Matty Rowell from the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, 
We did get a nice little sample size there in 2020 where he banged out a massive 102 from five games, including a six in that five games, and also an average of 70, which included a zero also in that um, injury affected game but if you took that zero out that went up to almost 19 afl fantasy and 126 in super coach now we saw in 2021 he started off pretty well against west coast had about four or five disposals within a few minutes and then out went his knee and then we didn't see him for about 10 weeks and when he came back he looked like the ghost of ben reed had taken over his body he was a shell of a man <laughs> and just didn't look like himself he was either down on confidence um he wasn't laying the tackles. He wasn't getting the possession. It just looked like he wasn't the old Matt Rao that we saw from 2020. So we did have a bit of hype on him. And I think everyone had the hype on him. There was the salary cap hype, the draft hype. We all had him around that M3 uh, range last year, or this year even, sorry. But I don't think he is going to deliver that, uh, return that to us in 2022. You've got Hugh Greenwood coming back. Uh, Took Miller's had the best season of his career. I think we might have to lower our expectations of what Matt Rowell is going to do in 2022, as well as the fact that it's going to be his third year. It's generally the breakout year, but um, I think we just got to temper our expectations on on Matty Rowell. So it's forgiveness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> forgiveness. Forgiveness for... Um, what did I say on Sunday? I can't remember. I don't know. You <laughs> sit on a fence like this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I do forgive him. I just think I do forgive him that he's still growing, learning his role in the in the game, and he will be a good player. But I just don't think the lofty heights of what everyone's going to expect from that twenty twenty sample size. So you just think he's going to be overhyped? He will be a good player. He will be a good player, but um, I don't think he's going to reach that. M3 range next year so, of what we were, what we were all expecting this year. So where where would you? I mean, I know we're a long time from ranking season, but where do you sort of envisage yourself placing him? Is it the forties, the fifties? Ah, uh, yeah, in the yeah forty five to fifty five range. I mean, yeah. I think he can bang out at least ninety ninety five in super coach and something a little bit less than that in AFL fantasy. That's pretty reasonable. I just I feel like you're not getting him at that point. I don't know. Again, it could be the hype train. I mean, he probably will get that massive discount. He's got a big he range. He does. It's all about range on this show. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. Someone who his range of outcomes includes uh, not playing games. Um, Nat Fife. I'm forgiving Nat Fife. Uh, of course, the Lockie news doesn't make things rosy uh, for Nat Fife. Um but I, I forgive him. He did miss the games. I think that's kind of built into Nat Fife and where he gets drafted these days. You're just not expecting a full season. You hope it's not in the finals. Um, and he spent more time forward than he's ever spent before. Well, maybe since he was um, since his early days in the league. And his average was his worst in a decade. Had the 84 Dream Team and 100 Super Coach. I think there's a very real chance he gets forward status. Uh, even with the 67% CBAs, he, he was uh, Frio's second highest attending player. The thing is, I think he can do the same sort of thing and actually score better. He kicked six goals, 21, which is probably, it's it's not good. 
not going to say that's good. It's a 19% goal accuracy. So I think you square that up a little bit. That's certainly going to be a little bit um, more of a positive for him. And he had his worst freeze against ever, which is 2.3 a game. So that's 0.7 higher than his career average. That's two points. That's just two points in, in fantasy right there. So it doesn't take a lot for him to uh, build relevance. If there's any sort of injury... Uh, potentially less time in the midfield for David Mundy. If Frio's tall forwards actually can have a clean bill of health for a season, maybe he doesn't need to spend as much time in the forward line. But I think there's a real world where um, Nat Fife can just do the same things he did this year and return return value. And again, like I said, I'm, I'm expecting that forward status. Uh, obviously, the injury risk is, is huge. So I think he's, he's going to be part of a balanced team. Uh, much like a balanced breakfast might include a piece of fruit. Ugh. I don't know. Where, I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> if if he does get the forward status, where do you look at drafting him? Probably the second round. I think that that's going to be where he's he's falling. Just with the the other forwards. The, the the problem is obviously that that becomes an issue when you're drafting someone in the second round, and and you know they're going to miss a handful of games. Hmm. So it's not like you take a Zorko who really sort of bangs out pretty consistent numbers every year. If you're on the back on the turn, you'd be pretty safe, two, three pick sort of thing. Well, that's where I'm thinking. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy with that. But I mean, you know, they've got no forwards, so he'd be the number one forward getting number one defender. Well, Maybe. I mean, it's going to be, I'd say lob and tabs. I mean, surely they're the... Lob will go. Lob will go. That's bad. Yeah. Yep. They don't play anyway. They're always injury injured. Mm. What are your thoughts, okay, Cam? Cam. I got nothing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So my second goon uh, is Matt Crouch uh, with the osteitis pubis. Missed the entire season this year with uh, that OP injury and. You know, a lot of people, like maybe someone who's sitting here right now, uh, may have felt pretty besmirched by Matt Crouch and his Fuck injury. Fuck that if guy. You dra- if, you, if you drafted him... Jeez, I wasn't going to name names, but... Um, if you drafted him early, his ADP was actually 16 in AFL Fantasy, so he's probably going in his second round. Uh, and yet he didn't play any games the entire season. It's, it's something that can you know, not necessarily completely end just end your season, but it seriously puts you at a disadvantage, right? Um, news came out this week that he signed a new deal with the Crows, and I think that he's probably going to be their main accumulator, uh, regardless of, you know, Ben Key's breakout year. Rory Sloan's getting a little bit older. He's kind of haggard at the moment as well. There's not, you know, Rory Laird moving into the guts is good, um, but of the of the players that are in the midfield, Matt Crouch is the one with probably the least strings to his bow, and you'd think that that reason makes him go straight back into that midfield and clock up the big numbers. Yeah, love I'm Matt not, Crouch, love him, but he's burnt me, and I'm not ready to get hurt again, Cam. Not ready to get hurt. Not ready to get hurt. No, but I have heard Do him in. You really want to hurt? I have heard him in the interview saying he wants to add more strings to his bow uh, by going forward. But 
the way he kicks the ball, he's not kicking it more than 25 metres. That's just like, that's just a, a midfielder who wants to be known as one of the great midfielders like, knowing they need to It's like Trent Cotchin going, I can play forward and, you know, it's like a dinky 15 metre kick and that's it. Yeah, I, I don't see it happening. And, and Rory Slane's he, washed, he, he's going forward. He'll play half, half forward, which he's done at times. Matt Crouch is seriously a Tom Rockcliffe light. Like, and it's just, he's got that sort of element of, just shows up everywhere, gets the ball and gets a handball out. Amazing. Should be really good. Yeah, floor worries me as well. Floor, floor. floor. He'll bang the out. Floor's going to be about a hundred. No, he's banged out fifties and sixties and seventies in his time. He, what he does in the first half of the year, he doesn't give a shit. And then after the buys, that's when he starts banging out. When the ground's a bit softer, you know, he doesn't have to run as far because he's a fucking plotter. That's why. Look, he is a plotter, and it's something to address that seventy percent TOG standard Matt Crouch effort. Um, Look at all these scores. Know. All these bangers come in the second half of the season. Yeah. As a former Matt Crouch owner, I know this. <laughs> yeah, you had him for all those zero games that he played. And the previous years. <laughs> oh, I've had really? him in previous years, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, no, I think it'd be good. Forgiveness, Matt Crouch. Get fucked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought this was the positive podcast. Right. We recorded the negative one the other night. This is supposed to be the positive one. I don't mean, and it's, it's less negative. Yeah, okay, it counts. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an upbeat yeah. fuck you, if that helps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe do it like Cam, fuck you. It's, like, <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's the scar fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Just have some trumpets in the background. Fair enough. All right, my next person I'm asking for forgiveness is the man who wants to move to Fremantle, that is Lockie Neal. Uh, and there's two factors here I want forgiveness from Lockie is. First, we saw him have the ankle injury this year, missed a handful of games, which uh, hurt his average. And the statesman's theory of the Brownlow hangover has come into effect yet again. Uh, his Brownlow year, he averaged almost 34 possessions, uh, this year dropped back to his career average of 27. And he also returned to some of his worst fantasy scores uh, in about six, seven years. Um, going under 100 in Supercoach this year and 94 in uh, AFL fantasy. So uh, having said that, I do believe he can get back to something uh, that we've seen in previous years. Not the 130s and 120s we've seen, but... One to fifteens, that's probably whereabout he's going to be sitting, I think, um, going forward. The question marks is, you know, he's had this other injury starting to come now that he's a little bit older. I don't think so because he's been super durable uh, over his career, hardly missing, uh, hardly missing a game. So um, he probably does get pushed down the draft board ever so slightly with the emergence of guys like Jack Steele, Sam Walsh, and Took Miller probably going to be drafted. Ahead of him now, I think, but he's still going to be a great pickup, uh, probably at the back end of the first and the start of the second. I think going forward, I'd I'd forgive him if he stayed at Brisbane. Oof! Wow, you don't think he's got See, big chops if he goes to Frio? No. Why? Uh, deeper team, better midfield. Yeah. More mouths. Oh, I don't know. I so they had. I think we mentioned it last week or the week before. 
where Longmuir sort of came out and said... That's what they're going to the draft this year for key forwards and midfielders. That's what he said. Yeah, but, um, yeah, but that's not going to be ready for a couple of years' time, right? You're not going to get a first... Why don't they go Luke, Luke Parker? The door off. Fremantle. Would they pay him? He'd take a pay cut and go somewhere. Yeah, but oh, it's not it's not about speculating if someone else from another club can do the same Lockie Neal can. It's that, you know, if Lockie Neal goes because he's already up, like he's asking for it essentially, can he score well? And I think he for sure can. I think he can be outrageous. He can be really good still. I just think he's better at Brisbane than Freo. Right. That's all I'm okay. saying. If he if he does okay. get to Freo, what do you see him potentially averaging? Or well, what do you think his his ceiling would be? Oh, there's no way he's going like yeah. more than 110. No, no way. No. Nah. I'd I sort agree. of have him in the sort of like I reckon the the max expectation would be sort so of. So what he was essentially doing when he was playing alongside Nat Five a few years ago? That's what he was doing. That's what essentially what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. And and you know I, I I've got sort of like Brayshaw's like just absolute jet man and. Um, Sarong, you know, one of the better young players in the competition, plays probably similar. I don't know. Mm. That can be the bait. I, I, I actually think it, it probably is. You know, it was already Brayshaw's already broken out, but I'm saying he has. I think bro- it's broken out, but like he, he's class. I don't know. I'm, I'm saying like Neil going helps him go to another level. Brayshaw, I so they, Brayshaw oh, yeah, takes, I, takes the uh, yeah, yeah probably not him in. probably. I think it's. The, he can get the, well, the tag probably going as well. You'd think. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Interesting. Who's your anyway, last one, cool Steve? Uh, my last one is Hunter Clark. Uh, had the ADP of one twenty three, uh, seventy two Dream Team, seventy three Super Coach. Worst since his debut season. He did pop some tons, uh, and of course he had a really just horrid run with injury in the second half of the year. Couldn't get right. And um, the the thing about St Kilda is that I've always found them, well, I should say always, but the last couple of years I found them a really tough team to rank because they sort of have a lot of, I mean, I know Jack Steele's really gone to another level, but aside from him, there's there's a whole host of guys who could be good. And, you know, Gresham, Dunstan, Ross, Crouch, um, Clark, Billings, or, or you know, there's, that's a host of names. And... um. It doesn't seem like anyone's really taken the taken the reins. Clark sort of had stints in the midfield, not nothing extended. He, he's really plied his trade off the half back line, where he has still scored well. I think he's a midfielder. The thing is that it looks like that opportunity should present itself this year. Uh, Luke Dunstan was their second highest uh, CBA player behind Steele for the midfielders. Uh, it looks like he's... Well, he, he is out the door. Do you reckon they yeah, read that, that's the not, um, rookie list him or just that's not even uh, see you later? No, I think he'll go. And um, the, the rumours are Seb Ross will go as well. Not saying Seb Ross is an inside player because he isn't anymore, uh, but he still tracks the ball on the outside and he fills up the stat sheet in all the areas you like. A lot of tackles, a lot of marks uh, and, and does get a lot of possessions. Gresham... Uh, we know he, he, he was taking a lot of CBAs, midfield time, before his injury. Achilles is a really tough one to come back from. I'd, I'd say it's probably harder mm. than uh, knees 
to come back from these days uh, with the way they're, they're doing these. So I can just see all that opportunity in the midfield there. I don't expect him to be, say, third in line, uh, but he might be fourth. Um, and that's with sort of like Zach Jones, who seems to just, he's a walking injury. Brad Crouch, holy hell, we know what his history is like. Although it seems like he's getting himself a bit more right now. I know Jack Bytel's uh, sort of an inside midfielder, so he might be in front of him. But I just, I can see the world where it happens for him. Uh, so I'm more forgiving of Hunter Clark. And I think they've shored up their their back 50 a little bit um, this year. So may, maybe there, there's some good things happening. It looks like they've got some good young talent down there at St Kilda in the back line. So maybe... Playing Hunter Clark in the back line is a luxury they don't they don't need, and he can just actually move back in the midfield. So I think he's a good good late defender pick with a bit of pop. Mm. Especially wait, you're right in the young defender side of things, like Thomas Highmore coming through. He he looked exceptional at points through the year, um, and he's probably playing a very similar role to what Hunter Clark would play in the back six anyway. And especially if you have someone like Nick Caulfield come and you know actually play like we expect Nick, Nick Caulfield should, then it would absolutely free up Hunter Clark to be you in that You see Clark as inside mid or more wing was the outside runner midfielder? I, I would imagine he has to be the inside because I think they've Good actually got runners. really... I mean, they're paying the wings yeah. a lot of money. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is true. That's kind of taken, that right? true. But there is a world where Jack Billings does play as that small forward again. No, 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 there's not. No, they I'm talking small man. forwards. Who are their small forwards? He played the um. Well, I mean, Gresh will be back. He's got Sinclair coming straight Sinclair into the midfield, the surely. Um, no, well, he played in the, off the back line. Um, oh, yeah, forget about him. Higgins. Yeah. Others, others. <laughs> I don't know. Fucking Butler. <laughs> Yeah, I can forgive Hunter Clark. Who was the other That's one? Loney? Loney. Yeah. yeah. Get around it. All right, we had some... Uh, we threw it open to the listeners who, who they're maybe questioning or had some uh, wanted some forgiveness. Scott, Lockie Neal, well, we covered him. Surly, depending on the depth of your league, Noah Anderson was rosterable this year. Do you see big improvement to push 90s or will be here slow progression? I think slow progression for Noah. But there is a world. I think... Hi, chaps from Mark. Will Stato forgive himself for not picking he, Darcy Parrish? And does the pain... He needs to raise that floor And constantly Just refreshing the... the app to see if Rob actually got a possession or here because no one can ever truly be sure dissipate so you can forgive him before pre-season. I th- you can't forgive... Um, I don't That's a long question. I'd say it's two. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, giving, I'm Stato... not giving Stato forgiveness. No, no. And he won't forgive himself. He made that right? bed. He so, can lay in it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it, it's a wild world where I finish higher than him in classic, and he's not going to live that down for some time. <laughs> that's my mission to finish higher than Stato. It feels fucking good, man. <laughs> Ninja with Paddy Dow. It, it reminds me of the, the Simpsons joke. It's like, look, where they go, last year we were 2 and 28. Look, I know it wasn't our best season. Actually, it was. <laughs> um, and he says there was hype leading into the season and, and a catchy song. Well, yeah. Everyone had him way higher than he should have been. I think that was just the case of the forward line. 
I think so. Mm. I, I think it's so funny because some of the Paddy Dow truthers out there uh, talking about, you know, if he leaves the club, then, you know, he's going to go so much better. And it's like, he had all the opportunity. Like, he had it. It was there. He got the time on ground. It was... This is just what you can expect. Yeah. He put, so to- no. he put together good bursts. And then you throw it, throw it yeah. in possible Adam Chera. Then what happens? Yeah. yeah. Enjoy the VFL. Simon. Yeah, Simon asks Nick Caulfield, Andrew Gaff, and Connor Rosie. Rosie, I can forgive. Yep. I can forgive that. I forgive Caulfield as well. Yep. And Gaff, I think we've seen the best of Gaff. I think you've got to adjust expectation on Gaff. That's what I mean. Like, we've seen the best yeah. of, we've seen his heights with all those midfielders they've got. Yeah, it's sort of you'd forgive. Yeah, you draft him, but you just draft him for a ninety-five to hundred. Mm. Caulfield, Caulfield to me is the the one that I'm not sure about. What's he do that really stands out? Because the year before he just took a shit ton of marks, and there's other guys mm. who can do that. Mm. So I'm cagey. Late round, which is late round fly. Yeah. Uh, Fremantle Crude. Uh, well done on getting into the Listener League for the NFL Fantasy, which I put together. Finally. Isn't it? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who saw that coming? Uh, he is so ready to get hurt again by Matt Crouch and Butters. I think Fife is a good shout as well, along with Tim, Kelly, and Billings. I mean, So we covered Fife and Crouch. Butters. Butters is probably a pretty obvious one that we didn't do. I can forgive him. I mm. mean, injury and then a bit of a role change by the time he came back. I'll forgive that. In, injury, like two injuries, right? I, I think they did the same thing that they're doing with Matt Rao and that they just want to get some games yeah, under his belt. I think so. Yeah. He'll, get, he'll be all right next year. He'll be all right. Jack Billings. No, thank you. Nope. Yeah, I think he's a jag. Yeah. He's mm. a good jag. He's He's got, he's like the jag plus. Yeah. The jag <laughs> the leader. Jag. Pay the extra no, he's, better than, he's better than a Jag, but he's... Because he doesn't really, like, despite being a really good footballer, he doesn't put together a big fantasy game on a consistent basis. It has to fall his way, if that makes sense. Like, he, when he scored well, it was when guys like Yo and Shuey were out, so he was the number one guy. But even then, like, they weren't the big scores we saw he was getting when he was at the Cats. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of feel like it's the other way around. He needs good people around him yeah. to bring him up a little bit. So you're saying the West Coast players are shit? No, I'm, I'm saying like when Shuey and Co are out, he's actually going to do a lot worse. But if they're playing and in, then he, he's probably more likely to. You know, he doesn't have to worry about the fully grunty inside stuff. He can kind of float around and get possessions where he needs to, and you know, it's more of his game style. Yeah. Russ asks, Weller and Bose both went off the boil in the second half of the season. Can either of them get back to some consistent 80-plus scoring? Jag Weller. No, thank you. Steve, you had a pretty interesting take on Bose. Yeah, so he he lost the kickouts halfway through the year or just before halfway through the year. And, I mean, I think that's bad. And he, he really is... Um, he's... I think he's the more team-oriented, so you could give him the defensive roles, whereas 
guys like Powell and, and Lukosius, they're the they're the movers um, for mine. Like Will Powell, man, he um he finished second in the best and fairest. He blew it up. Yeah, he had a really good yeah. year. Um, yeah, and Lukosius started taking the kick out. So I I probably temper expectation on Bows. I think if they get a bit better, Gold Coast that that'd be good for Bows. Uh, Weller. I just think he's going to be a guy coming off the bench. Jag City, baby. Can we get a t-shirt? Jag City. Jag City. Mm. Might be in breach of copyright from Jag. <laughs> the TV show? Or... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the TV show. Harm Rap. <laughs> so it's nice thing. Oh, there's some Photoshop for the listeners. Yeah. Uh, Coxie asks, we want to hear about these guys. Matt Crouch, Yo, Trelaw. And Statesman not winning the Listener League. So we did Crouch, Yo. Trelaw. Stato. Yeah, Stato's. He's washed. He's old. Trelaw. Trelaw's Trelaw's entering Jag territory. Because they've got him playing a forward role. And it's not good for his fantasy game. Did you you see that? So this is the big knock with Trelaw getting traded. So everyone was saying that he's a real mongrel to coach. Like, really, really hard. When stuff doesn't go his way, he just kind of, like, gives up and, you know, stops putting in effort. And then you see the footage this week of his game last week, and you kind of saw it. And it just makes me think that, you know, maybe there's something to those rumours from back in the day, and maybe he's going to... had 28 disposals in the win over Essendon. Yeah, I'm not saying that he's going to be a shit player because he's an excellent player, mm. right? But the motivation and the commitment to get the ball was not there. Oh, God, no. And, yeah, and so if it's that kind of thing in Bevo... We know Bevo throws the magnets, right? So, you know, maybe he's not suited to a Bevo-style game plan from a fantasy perspective. I, I think he's really tough to forgive. Um, as much as I talked about Nat Fife and being okay with him missing game... I think Trelaw at the Bulldogs doesn't have the ceiling that he did at um, mm, Collingwood. Just what did he be now? He'd be mm. and fifth and, or sixth in line now, I think, in that midfield. And, and he's and he's got the injuries now. Mm. So, Jags. Bad times. Taylor asks Jack Martin. Or says Jack nope. Martin. Yeah. Big nope. Got the promise of hashtag more mid-time. Doesn't get it. He's just high half-forward. Gets a little bit. He'll have games, but won't have that consistency that we all thought when he went to Carlton. And misses games. Mm. Surly asks, thoughts on Jared Witts. He'll be 29, coming off an ACL. Could he build into the season and be value if you pick him up late? You would need to handcuff him to a backup, though. Who would you back it up with? Burgess? No, Is that your backup? Like a Scotty Life set somewhere down the road or... Oh, mm. <clears throat> I wouldn't be wasting a draft pick on wits. It'd be very yeah, I think, late round truther if you for for a guy who builds his score off hitouts. The the less uh, stoppage game can't be good for him. Can't be mm. good being one hundred and seventy eight kegs mm. running around at eight foot four or whatever the hell he is. <laughs> Trying to take contested marks or just no good. Yeah. be the link man in that West Coast midfield. Maybe in Supercoach, but oof. Yeah, I wouldn't touch him in AFL fantasy. Mark asks, Zach Williams, I'm all in. Well, he doesn't even ask. He's just like, fucking here it is, bitch. (laughs) He can get fucked. 
Yeah. yeah. He's on the never again list for me, I think. I cannot forget. I, I, it depends what happens with the new coach, I guess, right? But I'm pretty certain we arrived to the point where it was like, Zach Williams is not a midfielder. Surely. He had, like Paddy Dow, he had opportunity in that midfield. He squandered it. Yeah. Where'd he go? Back yep. to the backline champ. Like, see you exactly. later. And that's his role now. Yeah. That's his role. And it, but we have seen him score well there as well, right? So there's probably in. You'd forgive him, but. Yeah. I'm not. Are we forgiving you know him as a midfielder? We've or? seen him score fine in defence. We haven't seen him score yeah. well. We've seen him score fine. Okay, fine. Yeah. Okay, fine. I agree with. Yeah. Does he get more opportunity? I mean, we know Doc's got the, the cancer again, but is he going to be right for round one with that, with Sam Doherty? Oh, fucking Jesus. Cold, Jono. It's a question. How come this? It's a legitimate question, but also this was supposed to be the happier part. Hey, yeah. hey, Jono, so I'm bringing it down. Yet we spoke about <laughs> Robbie Gray's fucking testicles ad nauseum when he had his cancer. Yeah, no, that's like, that's a situation to monitor. I'd say, Jono. There we go. Tactfully. <laughs> God, this is the worst show. Josh. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not <laughs> Patreon. This is cut. <laughs> this is the worst show the people will hear. Ah, <laughs> uh, Josh asks Riley O'Brien. No, no. James asks, can we trust Cogs again, and will be a permanent fixture in the GWS midfield? No, but you had a lot of good thoughts on that one on Sunday, if you remember, Steve. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I really don't. Oh, <laughs> uh, basically, there was, you know there, much, there was a lot you know of the lines much... of you know Josh Kelly will go to the wing, Tom Green, Cal Ward as a you know seventy nine year old is getting midfield time, and the role's basically just not there for him. That's along the lines of what you said. There you go. That doesn't Summarize sound right. Perfectly. That doesn't sound right at all. <laughs> it might be. I could, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Jake asks, Nick Caulfield is an interesting one. Went right off the cliff. Would you would like to hear your thoughts for keeper leagues? I think he's worth a bite in keeper league. You'd be able to you'd be able to pull him and then pick him up. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I, I feel like you'd get rid of him and get him back. He might be a great player to talk about next week on a keeper show. Ooh, spoiler alert: Caulfield. Uh, Breno asks, Bose, Houston, Cogs, Billings, Walters. Jesus, who didn't you name Breno? Bose, we did him. Houston. I think we saw what he's going to be doing going forward. This, Which is just, he's just everywhere. He's just running off the halfback line. Just take a mark, kicking out. He's fine. Cogs, the boys lied about that. Uh, Billings, we, we've covered that. Walters. Dead. Ross, dead. Well, I reckon there's there's a because you don't have to forgive him that much. He only got like an average of eighty, right? Yeah, he's just a guy you take at the end, and if it works out, it works out. Yeah, especially if he gets traded. Yeah, that's that's, that's how old's Ross now? Twenty nine, twenty eight, twenty nine. I think doesn't miss games, does he? Oh, there was one year I think I think I've ever had him. He's an interesting own, a very interesting own. Hmm. Dylan Matt asks Matt Rowell. Well, we sort of did him. Yes. 
Yep. Jaden Evans. Jake Lloyd, D1. He's forgiven Jake Lloyd by the looks of things. I'll, for- I'll forgive Jake Lloyd. And, again, Steve went on a tangent with this one. As we... <laughs> <laughs> Started talking about Cal Ward again. We're like, fucking hell, Steve. Not even oh, no. About it would have been about... Uh, it would have been about... Uh, <laughs> Market share of kicks, right? Yes, that's yeah. right. It's like he, we've seen these hit his peak, and now he's come back to where where we expect him to be. So, I think the we, thing is, we had players going over ten percent this year because of the stupid rules. Jesus, it's just crazy. So he could, could have upside, but you wouldn't expect it. No, uh, the emergence of Jordan Dawson mm. quelled that a little bit. Uh, one of my original boys. Had a good uh, disposal portfolio. Good disposal. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for making it through this one, listeners. Sorry we didn't get you the fizz cut, but, uh, you know. Hashtag release the fizz cut. Get it out there, guys. dollars on Patreon. <laughs> sign up and you might get it. Uh, congratulations to everyone in the Listener League. We might have a couple more spots up for grabs. Next week, we'll be doing keep or cut fringe keeper players. Do you hang on to them or do you cut them? We've got a special guest coming from uh, a pretty good podcast, um, stepping down into our world. So we'll see if we can sully his good name uh, next week. Thanks for coming on, Jono.